Takes the tackler into the end zone. He catches it in stride and scores. This is This Week in the Mountain West. He walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Mountain West Conference champions. Hi, this is Greg Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West, and you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. On the Mountain West Radio Network. All right, welcome into the week six edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Kreckman. An informative week five now in the books in the Mountain West Conference as we learn that Air Force can win a slugfest. UNLV and San Jose State are absolutely for real and look like the two best teams in the West Division. And anyone that was throwing dirt on Boise State was doing so prematurely. And now we get set for a week six with six games all in conference play. The division race is already starting to take shape in the Mountain West. Coming up on this week's show, we'll talk to one of our favorites, San Jose State head coach Brent Brennan, about their win at Wyoming and their upcoming showdown with UNLV Friday night. Plus, Air Force Radio Color Analyst Jesse Kurtz jumps on the show to talk about the 4-1 Falcons and a hard-fought win over Service Academy rival Navy. But up first, we recap Week 5 around the Mountain West. San Diego State, a 13-0 halftime lead on Boise State Friday night on the blue turf. And then the Broncos would go on to score 35 unanswered points in the second half and rack up five rushing touchdowns to win it big, 35-13. Boise State had 316 rushing yards and finished with two 100-yard rushers in a game for the first time since 2016. George Halani with 131 yards on the ground along with two touchdowns, while quarterback Talon Green rushed for 105 yards on eight carries with two scores of his own. Zone read, Green keeps it left side, no one home to the 30, to the 20, down the sidelines, 10-5, touchdown Talon Green, 39 yards on the scamper for Green. Bob Beeler with the call for Learfield, Boise State's defense held SDSU to just 114 total yards, the Broncos leading the Mountain Division with a 2-0 conference record. Also last Friday night in Las Vegas, UNLV in a 17-0 hole at home to New Mexico in the second quarter after a pair of Miles Kendrick touchdown runs put the Lobos up big early. But from there, Doug Brumfield and Aiden Robbins would settle in for the Rebels and that UNLV defense would intercept Kendrick twice, including this one with 28 seconds to go to ice it for the Rebels. Back to pass, Kendrick. Kendrick fires on the near side, and the pass intercepted. Intercepted by Cam Oliver, and he goes cruising in for a Rebel touchdown. That's Russ Langer on ESPN 1100 in Las Vegas. 31-20 the final. UNLV is 4-1, 2-0 to lead the West Division. And Marcus Arroyo's offense, number one in scoring and number two in total offense in the conference. Now, the number one total offense in the league is Air Force. The Falcons racking up 461 yards a game on average, but Saturday's slugfest with their service academy rivals Navy was no pleasure cruise. Things started off well enough for the Falcons. This is what happened on the third play of the game. Third down, play action. Daniels rolls to the right, looks, throws right sideline, wide open, Cormier, right sideline, 30, at the 20, at the 10, touchdown, Air Force, Hazik Daniels to David Cormier, and they go 67 yards. 
Jim Arthur with the call from Learfield. A grinded out win from there on out for the Falcons. They come out on top 13-10 over the midshipmen. Brad Roberts, 108 yards on 23 carries in the win. Falcons 4-1 on the year. A perfect 4-0 at home. Much more on this one with Jesse Kurtz coming up later in the show. And finally, from week five, San Jose State at Wyoming, and this one was the Chevin Cordero Show. First and 10 from the 18-yard line. Garrett in the backfield. Fake the handoff. It's a quarterback draw. Cordero to the right side, to the 15, to the 5. Touchdown, San Jose State. Cordero on the draw play. Just speeds it into the end zone. And the Spartans... Get more points on the board here in the fourth quarter. Justin Allegri with the call for Learfield. Cordero, your Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week. 314 in the air with a touchdown and 24 more on the ground with two scores. San Jose State, an impressive 33-16 road win at War Memorial Stadium in Laramie as that's back-to-back losses now for Wyoming. San Jose State is 3-1 on the year, off to a 1-0 start in conference as the Spartans now turn around and get set to host UNLV Friday night at SefQ Stadium with kickoff at 7.30 Pacific time on CBS Sports Network. The winner of this game will sit atop the West Division here in Week 6. Joining us right now in his sixth season as the head coach at San Jose State, it's Brent Brennan. Coach, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. It's great to have you back as always. Let's start with Saturday night in Laramie. Your defense puts points on the board early, and then Chevin Cordero and the offense really picked up steam there in the second quarter. That is as tough an environment as there is to play here in the Mountain West. What did your team show you on Saturday? Just that they were, you know, we're going to handle everything that came at them, right? Like, you know, we had a little bit of a delay with some lightning, and then we had the altitude, and then we had their home crowd, and we're playing a really good team. And uh, I just loved how our guys just kept playing for each other, kept rallying, not worrying about the scoreboard, just playing the next play. Let's talk about your quarterback, Chevin Cordero, the Hawaii transfer. Season high, 314 yards through the air with the touchdown pass to Skyler Loving Black, and then a couple of touchdowns on the ground. He takes Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week honors. Look, Coach, you knew he was good. That is why you recruited him as hard as you did when he put his name in the transfer portal. But what are you thinking now about Shevin after watching him play four games in a Spartans uniform? Well, you know, I don't think he's anywhere near his ceiling yet. And, you know, the fun thing about Shevin is he is a crazy hard worker. Um, He just, you know, eats it up. You know, even in spring practice, our offense coordinator, Kevin McGiven, says I've never had a player, you know, kind of, be able to digest a scheme this quickly and execute. And um, so it's really, really fun to see, see kind of Shevin lean into that and just take it all in and just how the team has rallied around him and how those bonds have grown. And we found a little bit of chemistry with, with that offensive side of the ball. So it's kind of fun to see that start to take shape. And Cordero is taking care of the football really well so far this season. What have you seen in Shevin's decision-making that is helping your team win football games? You know, I think Coach McGivens done a great job of, of, you know, just helping him see it clearly and knowing, you know, where exactly where to go with the ball. And, uh, you know, and then Shevin's good decision-making too, right? Like not forcing throws and taking what the defense is giving him. And, and I think he's just being really patient. I love his poise, right? He's ultra-competitive, but he has enough poise to, you know, make good choices and make good decisions with the ball. Another key piece of your offense that came up big in Laramie was Elijah Cooks. That's a transfer that you brought in from Nevada. 
fought injuries his last couple of seasons in Reno, but he put up monster numbers back in 2019. How has he been so productive in your system, and what has he brought to your program with his leadership and his experience? Well, he has, you know, he's a very, very mature man, right? And, you know, he's played a lot of football. He's been in a lot of situations. So, you know, he handles all those things, you know, really easily. You know, when, uh, you know, when Shevin decided to come, you know, Elijah and Justin Lockhart both came at the same time. So they roomed together. So, you know, those guys, um, you know, they spend so much time together. You know, that relationship, that bond, that trust continues to grow. And then the other thing I'll tell you about Elijah, he's just a fantastic practice player. He attacks practice. He practices every day. He takes every rep. And so, you know, I think that's helped build some of that chemistry also with Shevin. The way the run game has been established these last couple weeks, the wins over Wyoming and Western Michigan, Kyrie Robinson and Cordero have really gotten going. The offensive line, it was one of the question marks coming into this season. How is this group coming together now? Well, you know, I think Coach Oglesby does a fantastic job coaching our line, and he has since he's been here. And uh, you know, those guys are, are growing together. And I think that's one of the hard things when we started the season is I think we had eight new players on offense. And so offensive football just takes a little bit of time. And, uh, you know, I think those guys have done a good job. I think, you know, Josh has done a good job with the scheme and the run game and, and then Coach McGiven and kind of that input from all the coaches on the staff, um, hopefully, you know, making it clean and easy to execute for the O-line and, and giving them a, something they can be confident in and know what to do and know where to go and, and I think that we, you know, we started to see a little bit of that, which is, you know, helping them gain some, gain some momentum. All right, coach, let's flip it. Let's talk about the defensive side of the ball against Western Michigan. Your defense allowed eight total completions at Wyoming, another eight completions. And Titus Wen and that Cowboy Run game were really held in check. What is standing out to you right now about this defense so far? You know, I think they just they play extremely hard. I think we've got some playmakers, you know, in that front seven, which are really impactful. And then I think, um, you know, the back end is really strong too. I don't think they get a lot of credit, but I think Trey Jenkins is one of the best safeties in the league. And, uh, and, and he has been, he's been all conference twice. I mean, he's a really good player on um, the addition of Chase Williams. And then with Nehemiah Shelton and, and Kenyon Reed, that's a really fun group. And I think that's been a lot of fun to see those kind of, those guys come together and, and grow and develop. And, uh, but those guys up front make all the difference, Kyle Harmon and Kate Hall and Junior Fehoko. And it's fun to see those guys, um, you know, apply the kind of pressure they can and, and play with the kind of, you know, edge they're they're capable of. Yeah, that was the story coming into this season, the pass rush. And Fehoko and Cade Hall, monsters on Saturday night. They've lived up to the hype. How do those two consistently create that kind of disruptive pressure? Well, you know, it's a. I think, you know, Coach Odom does a great job with the scheme. And then you combine that with uh, Coach Ciamalo, our D-line coach, who's been an outstanding D-line coach in the West Coast for, you know, 25 years. And, they're well coached and they play extremely hard. And I think, you know, if, if we're willing to play hard, then good things happen up there. And, and those guys are a lot of fun. Um, you know, th- and there's other pieces to that puzzle up front too, right? Brian Parham and uh, Soane and Lando Gray. And it's fun to see those guys get going, uh, you know, in through the flow of the game. Looking ahead, Friday night, SFQ Stadium, UNLV coming in. This is a big-time conference game. 2020 you win the league but it's the COVID year so no fans last year the injuries hit quick for your guys this year off to a great start people are pumped to get back out to games how has the home field advantage been so far in your two games at SFQ Stadium this year and what do you anticipate Friday night against UNLV oh it's been incredible you know our, our fan base our students have been outstanding the community here in San Jose 
has been awesome. I think, uh, you know, our, our, the two home games we've had, I think, have been back-to-back the two biggest crowds we've had in over a decade, which is really exciting for us. Um, and it's exciting for our players. And I think, you know, that, that home crowd can really energize your team and they can make it hard on your opponent, right, which is exactly what I'm hoping they will do on Friday night is, you know, give our team incredible energy and, and enthusiasm and excitement for a big game on a Friday night, but then also make it hard on UNLV. And the guy on that opposite sideline Friday night, UNLV head coach Marcus Arroyo, you guys go way back. You worked together on Dick Tomey's staff at San Jose State back in the 2000s. He told me a couple of weeks ago on this show, you're one of his best friends in the world. What is it like to have that kind of close relationship with a guy while also wanting to beat the snot out of him and his team coming up this week? You know, it's really fun, right? Like, I do. I look, Marcus Arroyo is my brother. I love him. And it's always fun to play against people you care about. Um, you know, I think that's one of the really cool things about getting to, to play and, and getting to see his career over time. And, you know, he's a guy that I literally talk to two or three times a week. So, um, although not quite as much this week, but, um, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I have a lot of respect for him as a coach and as a man. And I think he's doing a great job with UNLV's program. It's been fun to watch that thing grow and develop. And they're playing really, really good football. And, and I'm really happy for him and that staff over there. Those are good guys. Last thing, Doug Brunfield, Aiden Robbins. They've really transformed that UNLV offense. Rebels, the highest scoring team in the conference. Defensively, that group is forcing turnovers. What do you have to do to beat the Rebels this week? Uh, we need to play clean. We need to play clean, not turn it over, um, You know, take the ball away if we get the opportunity, and I think we have to do a great job with their quarterback. He's obviously an awesome player. Right? They've got good players in all the skill positions. They've got a big offensive line that is physical, and, uh, and, and they're doing a great job with the scheme. So, you know, I think the quarterback is the one. It, it all starts with him, and he's, he's a special player. And so, you know, that's the big thing about it. But we, we need to play clean football, um, you know, protect the ball and take care of it and, and run and tackle and, and play with all kinds of energy and juice and, and, and enjoy this home atmosphere and, and really take advantage of the opportunities we get. It's going to be a good one. Game of the year in the Mountain West, UNLV and San Jose State. Friday night, SFQ Stadium, kickoff 7.30 Pacific time, CBS Sports Network. The winner will sit atop the West Division here in Week 6. Brent Brennan, always a pleasure, one of our favorites. Thank you so much and best of luck this week. Hey, thank you. It's great, it's great being on. And I'll tell you this, you just said this is the game of the year in the Mountain West Conference, right? Who would have ever thought we'd be talking about San Jose State and UNLV for that? Let's go. It's a lot of fun, isn't it? Awesome to see indeed as Brennan and Arroyo have rejuvenated those two programs. We'll talk Air Force with Jesse Kurtz when we return here on the Week 6 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. This is Craig Bull, head coach of the University of Wyoming. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Air Force is 4-1. The Falcons checking an important item off the list, beating Navy 13-10 Saturday at Falcon Stadium. The Falcons halfway there to reclaim the Commander-in-Chief's trophy outright for the first time since 2016. This week, back to conference play with a critical Mountain Division showdown on the road at Utah State. Joining us right now, the radio color analyst for Air Force football, as well as the executive producer and anchor for the Mountain West Network, the great Jesse Kurtz. Jesse, welcome back to the show. Nate, it is my honor to share the airwaves with you. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Let's let's talk about these Falcons who are also doing well. That game Saturday against Navy, 
Opened with a three-play touchdown drive. Ezekiel Daniels hitting David Cormier for that 67-yard score. Looked like the Falcons would cruise again. And then a lot of punting, turnovers, a couple field goals sprinkled in there. To those that missed that game Saturday morning on CBS, how would you describe what you watched, Jesse, in a 13-10 Air Force win? Well, you you missed a gritty effort by both teams. And you mentioned that 10-0 score. It almost was maybe 17-0 in that first half. The Falcons were driving once again seamlessly. It looked like they were going to go in for six. And inside the red zone, uh, Hazik Daniels ended up fumbling. And Navy caught a lot of life off of that fumble. And it, it raised the spirits on their sideline. And they kept Air Force scoreless for two quarters from there on out and only uh, surrendered a field goal. And I think you really saw the spirit of Surface Academy football. Troy Kellen spoke about it all week. And, you know, there have been multiple times already this year where Air Force has been a heavy favorite, and they were in this game. But in those games, if I could offer up a cliche that I hate, it's the throw everything out the window when rivalries when rivals meet. It's so true in the Air Force Navy series and the Air Force Army series because there's nothing that really catches the other team off guard. Um, most of those kids have seen those schemes. They have seen those type of athletes. They know exactly what's coming. So it's really hard to gain traction offensively. You saw that last year at Navy. The game was 7-3 in the fourth quarter. So that game played out more like a typical Air Force-Navy game, the latter of the three quarters. But in the end, you know, Air Force did just what they needed to do, a late Matthew DePore field goal to lift them to a 13-10 victory. And uh, as I said on the air, they don't ask how you did it, just it, did you do it when it comes to did you beat Navy, did you beat Army, and the Falcons are halfway to uh, number 21 in the Commander-in-Chief's trophy column. And a big part of why they closed that game out was the running of Brad Roberts. It's now four 100-yard games and five outings so far this season for the senior fullback, Brad Roberts. Seven touchdowns on the ground. He is absolutely in the conversation, Jesse, for Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year. We've seen a lot of great backs in that triple option system at the academy, but what sets Brad apart and makes him so special? Just pure toughness. I mean, there's no reason, Nate, that a kid 5'11", 215 pounds should run with the toughness and tenacity that he does. He is as hard to bring down as any runner there is in the country, and most of the guys who run with that sort of fury have him by 30, 35, 40 pounds. But Brad Roberts on a good day is 215, and he is a load to bring down and you talk about how special this kid is i mean he played the covid season so he only played six games and if memory serves he didn't play one of those games um and then he played a full season last year and half of the season here he is already chasing some of the hallowed records at air force when it comes to running the football he just ran for 100 yards for the 13th time in his career on saturday that ties d dallas vd dallas for second all time at air force he has one more, it'll bring him to 14, and he ties Bo Morgan for the all-time Air Force record, a fullback tying Morgan and Dallas at Air Force. That's saying something. Yeah, that's that's legendary kind of company that he's keeping right there. Let's talk about the defensive side of the ball. Top-scoring defense in the Mountain West, top 20 nationally right now. We knew this group had a whole bunch of returning talent from a unit that was elite last year, but how has the 2022 version of the Falcons' defense impressed you so far? Well, it's the 
linebacking core has impressed me the most. I mean, you knew yet what you had with T.D. Blackman and Vin Sanford. Vin Sanford was one of the top um, pass rushers and, and backfield disruptors in the country last year. And a lot of teams have made sure that 26 doesn't beat them. And then Sanford really came into his own on this last game against uh, Navy, had 10 tackles, which I believe tied a career high. But the other guys, the TD Blackman and Alec Mock, have really stepped to the forefront and been sensational um, in making sure that they're not beating the run game and they're getting to the quarterback to put pressure on. They're not getting for sacks, but putting pressure on quarterbacks to you know, force an ill-advised throw or just get and disrupt any sort of uh, progression that he has. And then the, one other guy that really has impressed me the most that I didn't know much about is Bo Richter. Now, Bo Richter is a junior linebacker that by trade was an inside linebacker, but because they already had T.D. Blackman and Alec Mock, which are all conference caliber inside linebackers, they're going to move him to the outside backer position. Well, then they had a little bit of issues with some injuries up front with Jaden Thiergood going out for uh, a couple of games. So they put Bo Richter up on the line. And here's a guy that's 240 pounds and already in his Air Force career has played up on the front four as an edge pass rusher. He's played inside linebacker in his career. And, oh, by the way, he's dropped back into coverage and did that last year against Carson Strong in Nevada, had his first career pick. So the versatility within this defense really, I think, sets it apart from other defenses that they can kind of mix and match and, and kind of plug gaps where they're missing a guy. And you know, the Trey Taylors of the world, the Canby Goffs of the world have played all over the place. So it's just a, a collection of really solid players who play well as a team. And, you know, they, if they now held all five opponents this year to 21 or fewer, opponent, uh, 21 or fewer points. And they've done that 15 of the last 18 games over the last two seasons. That's sensational. You win a lot of games if you hold college football teams to 21 or under. Amazing stuff right there. And now that defense gets set to go to Utah State this week. Jesse, you know how good this Air Force team is. Troy Calhoun is the longest tenured coach in the conference. He's won the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy numerous times. He's won big bowl games. He's won the Mountain Division even. But he has never won the big crown, the Mountain West Championship. Yes, they already have a division loss to Wyoming, so they'll need some help. But nobody looks unbeatable right now in the mountain. Is this the team that can put that last little feather in Troy Calhoun's cap to finally win the Mountain West Conference? Nate, I thought this was the team at the start of the year. I really thought it set up well for Air Force to really make a run with a senior quarterback with a, a running back that is as productive and sensational as Brad Roberts is. Um, and then you had a, an offensive line, a veteran group, and then the defense that we just talked about. Uh, I really thought that this was the team that could make a run. Um, there's no question about that. I think we're going to find out here over the next three weeks, really, if um, this team can make a run. You're, you're taking on the defending Mountain West champions in Utah State. Then you got upstart UNLV on the road, and the Rebels look really good. And then you got Boise State at home. This three-game stretch will, will tell us a lot if this team will be in it at the end because they do finish with New Mexico, Colorado State, and then at San Diego State. So I really think this middle three games is going to tell us. But I think at the start of the year, I thought this team had the talent to make the run. They certainly have the coach that can make the run. And you know, putting that all together sometimes is easier said than done. Uh, but I, I really think this could be the year. It's one of the better teams that Troy has had. 
Air Force, they're 4-1. and one. They get set for Utah State coming up this weekend. Big road showdown in the Mountain Division. Jesse Kurtz will be on the air along with Jim Arthur on the Air Force Radio Network. Of course, Jesse Kurtz, also the executive producer and the anchor of the Mountain West Network, which you watch at themw.com. Jesse Kurtz, excellent work as always. Enjoy that game and enjoy the trip to Logan coming up on Saturday. Nate, I appreciate that. I always appreciate your interest in Air Force and the Mountain West, my friend. We'll preview the entire Week 6 schedule, including that Air Force-Utah State matchup when we return here on the Mountain West Radio Network. Hey, this is Blake Anderson, head football coach of the Utah State Aggies. We'll be right back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Marcus Arroyo, head coach of the UNLV Rebels. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. You have plans to go out Friday night? Cancel them and make a date with the couch. Or, better yet, head to Reno or San Jose because we have a couple of spicy ones on the docket to start off week six here in the Mountain West. First up, it's Marcus Arroyo's UNLV Rebels. Four and one for the first time since 2003. Going into SefQ Stadium to take on Brent Brennan's three and one San Jose State Spartans. Winner will remain unbeaten in conference and sit atop the West Division. The loser will have a far more complicated road ahead to get to the Mountain West title game. Kickoff at 7.30 Pacific on CBS Sports Network. The other Friday night game, that's Colorado State and Nevada at Mackey State also at 7.30 Pacific over on FS1. Jay Norvell makes his return to Reno after departing Nevada to take the head job at Colorado State last December. Wolfpack head coach Ken Wilson, who replaced Norvell at Nevada, has been critical of Norvell and his staff and how they went about the departure. Legendary Nevada head coach Chris Alt has even gone so far as to call it the green infection. In addition, both programs, particularly 0-4 CSU, badly needing a win. This one ought to be loud and emotional Friday night in Reno. What a great night of football we have on tap. But that's not all. Four more games Saturday, all four also in conference play. We get going with a pair of Mountain Division games kicking off at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. Wyoming at New Mexico on CBS Sports Network and Air Force at Utah State on FS1. Lobos coming in with back back-to-back wins over the Cowboys in 20 and 21, while Air Force looking for revenge on Utah State after that 49-45 home loss that was a big part of catapulting the Aggies to the Mountain Division title and the ensuing conference championship last year. The late games, Fresno State at Boise State at 745 Mountain on FS1, while CBS Sports Network has Hawaii and San Diego State at Snapdragon Stadium at 730 Pacific. Aztecs already 0-1 in conference. They need this one to stay with UNLV and San Jose State in that West Division. And that will do it for the week six edition of This Week in the Mountain West. Be sure to follow the Mountain West on all social media channels, that's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, for all the latest news, score standings, and highlights. Plus, you can always keep up with everything and get the latest content from the Mountain West Network at themw.com. I'm your host, Nate Crackman. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy week six of this college football season. This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West. We'll talk to you next week right here on This Week in the Mountain West.